Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. The way I connect with somebody is by sending that person a message and starting a one-to-one conversation with them in the private messages. And that is where the business side of things really happens for me on LinkedIn. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, we're talking about how you can level up your LinkedIn. My special guest today is the fabulous Louise Brogan. Let's get on with the show right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, hello, hello. It is great to be here on this fabulous day. The sun is shining here in Manchester, but I believe it isn't quite so shiny in Northern Ireland, where my guest is from today. But never mind, uh, life goes on, and I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. But to let you know what we're talking about next episode, so this will be Thursday if you're watching live, or next Friday if you're listening to the podcast, we're talking about why you should not start with live video. So that's going to be an interesting topic. So do tune in for that. And if you want to find out more, go to iag.me forward slash podcast, iag.me forward slash podcast. Well, we've got some fabulous people watching live. We've got uh, uh, Carmel, who uh, who I said hello to just before. Uh, and we've got Paul watching from Dublin. Uh, and uh, Turin is saying no better place than Northern Ireland. We've got Mel Bridger in the house. Uh, very impressed that you're here again, Mel. Uh, morning made another live. Looking forward to hearing Louise's LinkedIn knowledge nuggets. That's quite a quite a mouthful, that. And Sebastian is watching from Zurich in Switzerland. And we've got Susan, who is also from Belfast. So we've got quite um, quite a lot of people over the the mini pond. I don't know. We call it, we call it the mini pond. Um, but anyway, it is time to uh, bring in my special guest today. I'm very excited to be introducing to you again onto the show, uh, Louise Brogan, who is a LinkedIn consultant, speaker, and host of the LinkedIn with Louise podcast and YouTube channel. Louise runs a specialist agency offering LinkedIn done-for-you marketing as well as training for teams who want to leverage LinkedIn. Louise is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan and lives at home with her husband, three kids, and a spaniel called Bruce, welcome to the show, Louise. <laughs> Thank you. I always have to get a bit of Springsteen somewhere, don't I? <laughs> you, you do, you do. But um, where, where, have you not got a cardboard cutout of uh, Bruce that you can uh, put on the show? We need, we need to have Bruce here. I, really, I do. You remember when you were a kid? Uh, I don't know if you ever did this. Ian you used to go to the record shop, and they would have like a new album was coming out, and you could put your name on the cardboard cutout, and then take it home with you and I used to have those of Michael Jackson ones <laughs> as a teenager <laughs> oh that's funny well if you haven't uh, worked this out Louise is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan and maybe we can uh, ask you a little bit more about that I think you did talk about this last time you were on the show uh, mm-hmm. but if you are watching or listening let us know what music you are into do you have a particular artist that you are a massive fan of I don't know whether I have one 
like one person. I, I like lots of different music. I'm kind of quite eclectic taste, but I need to think about whether it's one person. Um, but anyway, uh, we've got Kate. Uh, Kate Hills is here. Great to say, see you, Kate. Um, haven't seen you for ages. Uh, just open up LinkedIn and you are live, Ian. Sadly, can't stay, but we'll join for the next one. Well, it's just lovely that you're here. And of course, you can watch the replay, uh, which is great. And we've got Steve Brown watching from sunny sunny aberdeen oh it's oh, lovely up there the yeah send, send, send louise some sun i think it, it's uh actually no it's 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 gray skies here in manchester but i mean <laughs> it was nice earlier you're listening to the confident live marketing podcast Anyway, anyway, we, we're going to talk about uh, LinkedIn today. And uh, so we we saw each other two or three weeks ago. You were putting on an event in Dublin. Tell us a little bit more about uh, that event and because it was a fabulous event. Really enjoyed it. My first time on a plane for ages. And I always love going to Ireland. So uh, tell us a bit more and about it and how it went. Yeah, it was really fun, actually. We had, um, it was um, Amanda Webb uh, was uh, helping me with that and Carmel and my friend Melanie. And we we called it a boutique conference. So it was a really lovely size. We had about 50 people um, in the end and it's called Kickstart Dublin. And the idea was we're all coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we'd like to actually get together, meet in person. And the all the talks were about helping people to kickstart whatever area of expertise we were in. So my part was about kickstarting your activity on LinkedIn and how I can help people with that. But it was just such a lovely crowd, wasn't it, Ian? I was so delighted that you came over. It was brilliant to yeah. see you. Oh, it, it was. And the name of the conference and the, the topic and the titles really appealed to me because I think we all, after the pandemic, we all need a bit of a kickstart. We all need a kick at the butt, uh, as they say <laughs> in America. But uh, I, I, I think for me also, the, the big thing was just seeing people uh, again in in the flesh yeah. and uh, you know that was such a, a big thing um and i love i love the idea of the boutique uh conference because we're so um so used to these mega conferences and there's nothing wrong with those they're, they're great fun but i yes. quite like the intimacy of a smaller mm -hmm. conference and i yes. think that's what we got there um which is great uh let's have a look see we've got katie simpson is in the house great to see you, katie hope um Hope I, I can get to Dublin and meet you, Louise, for the next one. Well, definitely. Excellent. Um, and she also says, uh, I really need to show uh, LinkedIn some love. Well, you're in the right place. Uh, and Turin says, actually found you live on YouTube, then came to LinkedIn to drop a comment. Well, thank you. We are broadcasting, uh, I should have mentioned this before, broadcasting to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, but not just my channels, but also uh, uh, to Louise's as well. We're using Restream Pairs, which is a really cool feature. So uh, I think for a lot of people, LinkedIn is kind of like a glorified CV. It's a place to go, dump all your all the things that you've done, all the things you're good at. And the next thing that you do is you leave LinkedIn and that's it. 
for a lot of people and i'm sure you i'm sure you have encountered this with your clients before but for, and i have to admit i'm i'm a little bit like this i i really really want to like linkedin and i do there's lots about it that i like but <laughs> tell us louise why should we actually be on linkedin why should why should we bother okay well I feel that the network on LinkedIn, um, so there's a couple of different things, Ian. Number one, um, your LinkedIn network is who, what you've created yourself. So if you want to be um, connecting and interacting with really interesting people on LinkedIn, you've got to be really careful about who you actually connect with and build a network of people around you um, so that you're actually interested in what they have to say. This morning, I've been having conversations with two women about the metaverse, um, not something I know very much about, but it's just really interesting to be having those conversations with people. And that's happening because they're in my LinkedIn network. But the reason why I really encourage my clients and my entrepreneurial friends to stick around on LinkedIn is it's a little bit mercenary, to be honest. But when I, I discovered that when I spent time on LinkedIn, I won business much more quickly and that the people who I connected with on LinkedIn tended to have more money to invest in the services that I was offering. And, you know, that might sound a bit, um, some people don't like to hear that. Like I, I recognize that, but if you're going to spend time on a social media platform, it might be, you know, consider thinking about if I spend, you know, half an hour on LinkedIn every day and I get business as a result of it versus if I spend half an hour on Instagram every day and, um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm putting stuff out there, I'm getting comments, but I'm not really getting direct business from it. Then you want to measure where you spend time, how long you spend time on there and how quickly it leads to actual sales in business. And um, one of the examples I give of this um, recently was a client who's an artist and she was um, sharing pictures of her art on lots of different social media. And I said to her, you should try LinkedIn. And she's like, well, I'm not, LinkedIn's not for me. It's boring and stuffy and full of people in suits. And I said, no, it's not. If you, you know, start connecting with people um, that you find interesting, they're interested in your art because they're human beings. You know, they're, they're, they like the stuff that we, that we are interested in as well. Um, and she says, well, I'll give it a go. And she started talking about her art and why she was passionate about her art over on LinkedIn. And people in offices and owners of businesses started to buy her art because they had the money to invest in it. And she said to me about a year later, I interviewed her for Small Business Saturday, which is one of the hats that I wear. I'm a small business champion. And she said to me, Louise, my accountant and I went over the books and the transformation in my business in the last year is, she says, I really feel like it's down to you encouraging me to go to LinkedIn and talk about my products there. And it's been, you know, it's just a phenomenal success for my business. And I thought, well, that's just, just brings me joy. You know, so many people um, have a business where they are the person doing pretty much everything in the business, including the social media marketing. And if you can pick a channel that's going to actually lead to more sales on a, in a shorter time frame then that's the one I think you should be looking at. Of course, I'm biased because I am a LinkedIn consultant. <laughs> but but I think that is, I, I love that. And I, I actually, I, I 
struggle to kind of understand why people would not like what you just said about it being the place where people are you're, you're, you're more likely to find people who are going to pay you um, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day we I mean okay some some people are use social media for fun but yeah. if you're using this for business then surely you want to you know you want to grow your business you want to have a profitable business so yeah. like it seems the, like the right place to go uh, is is obviously going to be LinkedIn I think and yes. uh, uh, so I, I think you've, I, I think we all understand that we should be on LinkedIn. I also really liked what you said about uh, you, in a sense, can choose your own experience by the people that you connect with. I think that's yeah. really important. Uh, I, I was actually going to come on to the, this later, but I want to come on to this now because I do, and I think you would agree with me here that that is vital, the people that you connect with on yeah. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that was part of the problem for me that I I was connected with. Maybe back in the day, I would I would connect with just about anyone really, uh, and then mm-hmm. I realised that was not a good idea. So I ended up unfollowing um, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can uh, can you just uh, help us to I suppose really like how do we find the right people to connect with because mm-hmm. and. This is a problem for marketers, particularly in small business owners. We tend to connect with people who are in a similar position to us. So other marketers, whereas they're not necessarily going to be the people that are going to buy our stuff. So can you give us some of your thoughts on this? Absolutely. So what you've just said is so true, Ian. I actually find this about um, a lot of us as small business owners are are in Facebook groups with other small business owners and we create products and we try and you know it's not that we try and sell them to the other people in the group but sometimes we do and you've got to think well that person's at the same stage of business as me and they haven't got the the you know i i'm pretty sure they don't have the money right now to invest in the services i kind of need to go to somebody who um is is outside of my immediate network so that's one thing but how to find people on linkedin who are interested in what it is that you're doing one lovely um way to do this is who else do that does that person need or want to follow on linkedin so for example you teach people how to go live on video confidently so who needs to who needs to do that and on linkedin it could be somebody who's doing a presentation or has to go and deliver um you know a a webinar on a regular basis as part of their role and they they're not not feeling 100% confident about that. Well, who else are they following on LinkedIn? So they might be following people who are experts in personal branding, or they might be following leadership coaches. So you want to look around for people on LinkedIn who also support the people that you want to hire you. I know that that sounds like a bit complicated, so I'll say it a bit more slowly. So for me, um, I want to help. There's two types of clients I work with. I I work with companies who want their LinkedIn done for you. And I also help with people who want to be seen um, to raise their visibility on LinkedIn and be seen as an expert in their field. Those people are also following um, coaches and consultants who help them to build a business. So I follow and connect with business coaches who are a few steps ahead. So they're not, you know, they're not my ideal client is not someone who has just started because they haven't necessarily got the money to invest in my services right now so i want someone who's probably been in business at least a year so they kind of know what they're doing but they want to leverage linkedin 
to help them get ahead. They are also following business coaches who are not beginning with the newbies. So if there's a business coach and they say, oh, we'll help you start your own business. That's not the person for me to be engaging with and following on LinkedIn because their audience are not at the stage that my ideal clients are at. So going and finding somebody, and I'm not talking about like there's you know, Stephen Bartlett, the Dragon's Den entrepreneur, not talking about someone like that because actually he's got so many thousands and thousands of followers and people interacting with him. It's hard to get noticed in all of that noise. So you're looking for somebody who's kind of mid-tier level. So they might have like seven, 8,000 people in their network on LinkedIn and they hopefully are posting a couple of times a week when you see that person posting, you want to comment underneath their post because you want their network to become aware of you and to go and check out your profile based on your very intelligent, well thought out response to their post. So we're not talking about saying well done or thank you or congrats. We're going to, we're looking for a post that they have talked about. So possibly here's an example. Um, a business coach shares something about this, the stages of business and they are supporting people who are maybe thinking about building a team. So they write a post about <clears throat> how to find the, the, you know, the next best hire in their team. And you go on and you comment about that and you say, well, actually, one of the things that I find helpful for people who are building their teams is having a really great presence on their LinkedIn company page. And maybe that's something they haven't thought about. So somebody reads that and goes, oh, that's interesting. Who is this person? And they see my name and my photo, and more importantly, they see my headline. And they either they go, LinkedIn consultant, need to know more about that person. Or they go, oh, not interested in LinkedIn consultants. And that is really like, you know, that's they're interested or they're not. But if they click on my name, it takes them to my LinkedIn profile, which is written in a way that speaks to that person and that's when they decide that they want to reach out and connect with me and likewise for you and i we want to look and see who else has commented on this thread because they are at the stage of business that our ideal clients at and again we look at their name and their headline and we say oh that you know ian said something really interesting there oh he's a live video consultant that's interesting um, and i click on your name and i decide whether or not i want to connect with you and that is the way I feel that you should really approach LinkedIn and how to build your network on LinkedIn. So people that you are interested in, because they've got something interesting to say, people you think might be a potential client or customer, or that they might have people in their network who they would say, oh, you need to speak to Louise Brogan, which literally happened this morning with um, Luke Sharon, who you, I introduced you to in Dublin. He's also in Manchester. He is a video marketing expert. He runs a video marketing company. And one of his, and he's very in the whole YouTube world, like YouTube experts, YouTube people. And one of his YouTube expert friends had posted something this morning and he commented underneath and he said, oh, you need to meet Louise Brogan. She's all about LinkedIn. And that is, to me, that is just the perfect kind of way that the LinkedIn network should work building relationships people saying oh you need to talk to Ian he does live video and it's a really it's a it's not a fast way of growing your network to be honest but it means that you are building a network that is of value to you and your business and one that you actually want to go to LinkedIn and engage with and connect with and find out what people are talking about today.
That's amazing. Yeah, that, and it's, it's about growing your business sustainably. Whereas mm-hmm. if you if you go to other networks, you might be able to grow your, you might be able to grow the number of followers really quickly. But are they the right followers? Are they the yeah. right people? Um, mm-hmm. So I I think that is amazing advice, and I'm going to be definitely borrowing some of those things as I as I uh, move forwards with LinkedIn. Now I can see we've got uh, some wonderful people watching. Uh, we've got somebody, we can't see your name, unfortunately, probably LinkedIn permissions, but uh, saying, I came here from watching Louise's YouTube video on newsletters for LinkedIn. Excited to see what you guys say uh, regarding leveling up. And we've got uh, Ashley Leeds watching on LinkedIn. Hey, Louise, how are you? Got a love, oh, love with Louise. <laughs> and we've got uh, Davina watching from Sunny Bangor in Northern Ireland. Um, Excellent. We've got a lot of people from Northern Ireland and also somebody watching from Dublin. Good morning to you. Oh, this is lovely. Kate is back. So <laughs> I'm back as this is so good. I didn't want to miss it. Now, Kate, Kate has got a question. So uh, we will, I will, I've got some more questions to ask you about the whole kind of process of connecting. Um, yes. But what a lot of what you said there was maybe for coaches and consultants and uh, service-based businesses, but what about product-based businesses? And I know you kind of mentioned, was it like a, an artist before? Yes. But uh, Kate is asking, I'm interested to hear more about LinkedIn for product-based businesses. What are your thoughts? Because a lot of people think LinkedIn is not really for product-based businesses. And I, yeah. I'm sure you probably disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as a complete side note, um, I my background's in IT. I was a software engineer, and we had a brilliant conversation uh, last week. Everyone's going, what a geek, um, about products. Products in the IT world are actually you know, deliverable pieces of software. So <laughs> I was running an event saying, I've started a network for women in Belfast, and it's, I said, it's for service-based businesses, not products. And this lady says, oh, but I work in product delivery. And I'm like, no, you, yeah, no, but not like literally physical products. So anyway... Product-based businesses as in tangible products like this lovely cup. So you want to go on to LinkedIn and explain to people um, how your product can benefit them. And there is a lovely uh, lady in my network, like Debbie. I can't remember Debbie's second name. Debbie and her sister um, created, during lockdown, created a wine cooler that you could, basically you pour your bottle of wine into this, bottle it's like one of the you know the the metal water bottles but it's specifically for wine um and she said i because she's in my network she's like right okay louise talks about linkedin so i'm gonna have to go and try and sell this on linkedin and it was a massive success because you know it was a a really nice product like i said earlier people on linkedin have more expendable income they just you know if you look at any of those annual reports with social media websites, the average person on LinkedIn has a higher average income than the other social media platforms. So she went on and she talked about this bottle and why they why they created it. And you know, why it would be such a actually, she went for the corporate gifting route, and why this would be a great gift to give your staff um, for Christmas and how they could deliver, you know, in the colors that you wanted, and you could add your brand and stuff like that. And and she's, I think she sold out of her first run of them. So it's just more about, for me, LinkedIn, it's not about here's my product, it's amazing, you should buy it. It's here is, here's something we've created, here's the story behind it, um, here's you know the benefits of using it or why it makes such a great gift for 
um, your clients. You know, if you I don't know what Kate's business is, um, but you know, if your product was um, like I don't know organic hand creams or something, it's why this makes such a wonderful gift for your admin support team. You know, and how we'll we'll deliver it to you, and we'll go over and above. And here's a lovely testimonial we got from somebody who really liked using our product. So it's about that as opposed to going. Here's my gorgeous product. I've worked really hard at it. So could you please all buy it now? Um, so it's about you know, talking to your audience in a way that they are like, oh, that sounds like a really nice option. Maybe we should find out more about that and how we can get hold of that. Mm, I think that's solid advice. And uh, yeah, so Kate works with British product-based businesses. And so I think, Kate, absolutely your clients should be on LinkedIn and just uh, yeah if you want to find out more connect with louise because she is the other thing she, ian that oh yeah. the dog has just come in that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is then if it's british product british products then maybe the beauty of linkedin is that you have got the supply chain there you've got the people who make the decisions about what brands to bring into their chain of maybe eight to 10 local independent shops or a national chain, those people are on LinkedIn and you never know who's going to pick you up. The artist I spoke about earlier, she actually got featured in Vogue from all her activities that she had on LinkedIn. So it's being visible and building a network of people. So one of the things about your network on LinkedIn is that the people who connect with you might not necessarily be the people who actually buy from you, but they will refer other people to you. So very often, and I know we're going to get into messages, very often I will get a message from somebody and they'll say, oh, I was talking about such and such and this person in my network recommended that I reach out to you, Louise. Very thing happened yesterday. One of my network messaged me and said, oh, Louise, somebody was asking about um, LinkedIn training and I said that they should connect with you. Um, so I've sent them a message and, and shared your profile to them. And that would happen quite regularly. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. So and Kate, Kate says, if you can find that post about the wine cooler, Louise, I'd love to see it. Uh, oh, she, excellent. Yes. <laughs> message said, me, Kate, and I will have a look for that. Yeah. And she also says, I'm a coach for product-based businesses that uh, make uh, in the UK. Uh, they're obsessed by Instagram and I'm trying to explain the benefits of LinkedIn to them. So it sounds like, Kate, you already know this, but it's just how you kind of like persuade your your clients. Uh, Leona is is here saying, lovely Louise, not sure if I mentioned this to you before, but I actually came across you on one of your YouTube videos and I was like, she's from Northern Ireland too. And she's class. So inspiring. I love that. <laughs> so yeah, it shows you the power of YouTube as well. Um, but we're talking about LinkedIn. Now, Mel is asking a great question here. And I want, I want to kind of um, come back to uh, connections and messages and things like this. And yes. So this is a great question, Mel, uh, because this is kind of what I did. Uh, so Mel's saying, should I go through my follow list and remove people that no longer resonate with what I'm doing? And I suppose, Louise, we should probably sh um, talk about the difference between you can kind of, I don't know what the word is, disconnect, or we can remove the connection um, yeah. and we can unfollow, which yes. doesn't do that. So uh, what would you say? Okay, I've very clearly defined uh, thoughts on this. So Mel... You can unfollow them so that you are no longer seeing their content in your newsfeed. But unless they are being offensive to you or like you've fallen out with them, which I can't imagine because you're such a nice person, um, don't disconnect from them because they 
most of the people on LinkedIn and the the percentages of this change all the time, but it's around 97% of people on LinkedIn are lurking and not posting anything. So they will see you if you are showing up on LinkedIn and posting a couple of times a week and maybe even going live or doing a video once a week on LinkedIn, people are paying attention and they will tell other people about you when it comes up in conversation at a business networking event, at a family barbecue. Honestly, in my child's um, gymnastics parents evening, even someone turned around and said to me, oh, I've seen you go live on LinkedIn. <laughs> so people are watching and they are, lurking is a terrible word, but they are watching you and following you. They are not necessarily commenting, but if you keep top of mind with that person, they will think of you when someone asks about the thing that you are the expert in. That's such a great point. And I think it is, it can get a little bit depressing sometimes. And this is how I felt on LinkedIn, uh, because I'll post something on Facebook and then I'll go over to LinkedIn and it feels like crickets because uh, people aren't engaging. Now, there's this a few, quite a few things that we can do and I know that, Louise you're going to help us with those uh, mm -hmm. by engagement because that's one of the questions I want to ask you yes. but I think we also always need to remember that not everyone is going to comment and I, I I've had the same experience like there's mm -hmm. uh, a client um, or a, someone who became like a really big client of mine came across my LinkedIn videos but they never commented they never commented mm -hmm. but they I know they continue to watch my LinkedIn videos I wish they would yeah. comment because it would but that's more of a kind of a vanity thing for me or <laughs> make, makes me feel better um so that, yeah I, I think that's it that's important uh, to say now and just a few more comments from people uh, it's mm -hmm. um and this shows you the power of LinkedIn because we're getting so many comments we, I did say about um you know, I don't get so much engagement here, but I think I think this is all Louise's LinkedIn, actually. So uh, anyway, David is saying, I absolutely love LinkedIn for making professional marketing. And over on Facebook, we've got Andrew Pitchford watching from Brisbane by the sea. Brisbane, oh, it's a lovely city. I haven't been there for about, oh, I don't know, don't want to think about it, like 25 years. Uh, and uh, Dr. Elo is in the house. Great to see Dr. Elo watching on YouTube. Uh, and Turin says, isn't it funny how all the best people start out in software? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, Kate is saying that was really well explained. Um, Pauline watching on LinkedIn got so much positive feedback from women in business members after a recent workshop by Louise taking notes Yay! here again. Uh, and this is a great comment from Sebastian who says the lurkers are often the buyers too. Um, totally, that, yeah. yeah, that's great. I totally agree, Sebastian, yeah. Uh, Mel I says, say oh yeah, you, sorry. You, no, you, you, you say. No, I was going to say one of the things I have learned, Ian, is you have to nurture your audience and you have to kind of lead them by the hand as to how you want them to behave with you. So what I mean by that is when I, when I post on LinkedIn now, I tend to get quite a lot of comments and engagement on my content because I, I literally tell people that's what I'm looking for. So they're used to that. So I started a poll yesterday and Link LinkedIn did, uh, I totally get it. Um, they, they, they've said, they've made an announcement that they're going to um, give polls less priority in the LinkedIn newsfeed because they were being completely abused. People were just doing a poll about nonsense. Um, but I did do a poll yesterday about, about being thought, a thought leader 
um, and asking people, did they see themselves as thought leaders? And it was really funny because I was doing it during one of my LinkedIn VIP sessions. So I was working with this gorgeous woman from um, Florida, Angela, who hopefully will be watching this later on. Hi, Angela. Um, and I was showing her how to create a poll. And I said to her, do you know what? Let's just do a poll. Let's just create a poll now. And by the end of our session, we had got uh, like 28 people had voted on it and we'd start a whole discussion kicked off underneath it. And she says, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty fast. And I said, yeah, but my audience are used to me asking their opinions on how to do things on LinkedIn. And also I only really ever talk about LinkedIn on LinkedIn, which I think is somewhere, something that people go a wee bit astray on is that they'll say, okay, I'm a copywriting expert. And then they start talking about something that's got nothing to do with copywriting. I'm not saying you can't show your personality, of course you can. But if I follow you because you're giving me great copywriting tips and you start talking about, um, I don't know, Deborah Meaden and her new venture into being organic and eco and stuff, maybe it's not necessarily new. I'll be like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not so interested in that. I was, I was really interested in what you're saying about copywriting. So I talk about LinkedIn on LinkedIn. I, my goal is to help people through my content on LinkedIn and people know me for that. And quite often I'll ask for their input into content that I'm creating for my blog or my podcast. And people are used to that, but it took a while to get there. So you have to bring people along with you. And I do think it is three to six months to get kind of that ball rolling of turning up consistently, people um, interacting with you. And of course you should be interacting on their stuff as well, because it is pretty reciprocal. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to follow on with uh, a question uh, following on from what you just said there. But just to say, uh, Mel says, Mel Bridger says, okay, that makes sense. Thank you. I'm moving into mainstream education from the fitness industry. So I want to connect with potential employers too. So it sounds like LinkedIn is definitely where you should be. Susan is uh, asking 70% or 90% lurkers. I don't know. Is there any... Is there oh, like I a, said 97%. Oh my goodness, 97%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dr. Elo has jumped over to where the party is on LinkedIn. So thank you. Um, so yeah, LinkedIn is where it is. So yeah, um, I think for for so many of us, we we might we might know. So you said like three months um, is before we can start to see things moving on LinkedIn. But mm -hmm. for a lot of us, we're so used to things moving quickly, uh, and mm -hmm. that seems like a long time. And I know for me. Um, if I post something on Facebook, I tend to get a lot of engagement, but if I post on LinkedIn at the moment, mm -hmm. I don't get very much engagement at all. And I know why that is. It's because I have not spent that time investing on LinkedIn. I've not spent the time engaging with people. I probably haven't, you know, I'm not, probably need to organize my followers and things like that. So how, how do we, if we have been, not investing on LinkedIn. And now we've decided that we've, we've listened to you, Louise, and we say, yes, Louise, I agree. This is what we need to do. Uh, and we go on to LinkedIn and we post our first post and it's crickets and it's a bit depressing. How, how do we get started? Should we be posting first or should we be actually just engaging with other people? What should our strategy be? I would definitely post some, some things on your own account as well, because when someone goes to your, so say you leave a really interesting comment on this LinkedIn Live today, um, someone else is watching and they want to follow up and say, oh, well, Kate Hill, she sounds interesting. I want to know more about her. And they go to Kate, sorry, Kate, for picking on you. They go to Kate's profile and there's 
there's literally it's really funny when you click on the activity um, section of someone's profile and somebody has never posted there's like a little desert island <laughs> cartoon that comes up and says uh oh um somebody hasn't posted here in a while or something it's been off like, like my sorry people like it have really interesting sense of humor um, it does make me laugh but um it, it's not i suppose it's not fair to say it. it would take you three months to build up i'm i'm saying it took me to the level where where i get so much engagement now i think ian um but i'm waffling now apologies but if for example uh, the client i worked with yesterday she's literally just started linkedin so she's got nobody in her network at all so i said you know she wants to start posting um consistently about her area of expertise so i said you know, start with one post a week and spend a bit more time going and finding the people you want to connect with and commenting on their stuff um, and I would have, uh, honestly, even if you've been on LinkedIn for three, four years, I would have that 50-50 split of going and engaging with other people's stuff as much as thinking about what you're going to be posting yourself. There's lots of little tips about how to post to get engagement as well. You know, you don't want to write a big, long, waffly um, post that's just far too long and people won't have time to read it. But you do want to say something that starts a conversation. So when you go, next time anybody's watching, goes to make a post on LinkedIn and you click on post update, it literally says, what do you want to talk about? So not what do you want to sell us or what do you want to tell us? It's what do you want to talk about with your network? So that means you, you're trying to start a conversation. And the general format that I recommend is here's what here's a, something i want to talk about here's what i have to say about it and then ask your network a question underneath that that was how i would do it um and if you are really struggling and you're getting nothing at all then you could say hi ian and louise i, I liked what you said in the linkedin live yesterday um so I'm, this is my post you know what do you think you wouldn't be doing that all the time but you can do that to kind of kickstart yourself and um, what i would really encourage people to avoid though is joining any kind of engagement pod because um that's not good you can't end up in a, in a silo of people uh, all commenting on each other's stuff that's not really leading to actual building relationships and network building um but that's a trap i've seen quite a lot of people fall into so i, I would like anyone watching to avoid doing that if possible yeah, and the same thing on other networks. I mean, they've seen it on Twitter and Instagram. It's yeah. just, it seems like a really good idea, but you're, yeah, you're just getting the the wrong people commenting. You mm -hmm. want to get the right people engaging on your yes. on your posts. So yeah. like that's great advice. So maybe start with one or possibly two posts per week. I would also mm -hmm. say find find like experts, like follow Louise and, and find out, what look at what she posts. Uh, and get get a don't obviously copy it but get kind of inspiration get some ideas and, and um do it that way <laughs> um that that would that would be good um so uh, but what should the percentage be between us um posting and engaging with other people is there like um like a, a daily process or, or strategy be you know do, i'm just kind of interested louise what you do do you have like um when you when uh, you know Monday to Friday, do you like have a like a particular time in the day where you it's your LinkedIn engagement time or your posting time, or maybe not? Uh, tell us a bit more about what you do. That's not my personality. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that, do you know what? That makes me feel better because that's, in a sense, that's my worry. It, in a way, that's how I feel it should be. And I, and, and I like the idea of there being a process, but I think that would, I, I don't know, I, I would get stressed if that was the yeah. case and bored. So I do have a rule of thumb on this that, and honestly, this is another reason why I love LinkedIn because honestly, two posts a week is plenty for anybody. Um, you know, the, the done for you service that we offer, we curate two posts a week for our clients. And that is all you need to get really good traction on LinkedIn. So if I was to say, so some of my clients are like, well, Louise, I want a, I want a system or a process to follow. Right. OK, so let's say um, we're going to post on Tuesday and we're going to post on Thursday and on Monday and Wednesday and Friday. I want you to pop into LinkedIn for half an hour maximum and comment on comment strategically on other people's posts where you will get seen by people who will go and check out your profile um, and just check in with your notifications and if you're trying to build your network i would recommend trying to connect with maybe two or three people a day maximum um LinkedIn did put a limit on the number of people you can, maybe if Seb's still watching, he can remember what that limit is. There's a limit on how many people you can connect with in any given week um, to stop people spamming their networks. I think it's still like 150 or something. So it's still massive. Um, but actually the way I connect with somebody is by sending that person a message and starting a one-to-one -one conversation with them in the private messages. And that is where the business side of things really happens for me on LinkedIn. Um, so if you're trying to start an actual conversation, a genuine conversation with somebody, two to three a day is is a lot to handle. So um, they reply and then you're in a conversation with that person. Yeah, it could take you like 20, 20 minutes um, and you don't want to be doing that. That's why you can't you can't do that with like 10 to 15 people every day because it's too much. Mm. Now that's that's great. And uh, Sebastian, Sebastian says a uh, hundred, and Leon Leon says a uh, hundred, uh, but yeah. that's daft anyway. Some people are getting <laughs> two hundred and fifty as a beta. That's that's nuts. Uh, oh no, that's sorry, sorry, Ian, sorry for interrupting. Um, people inviting people to follow your company page is a hundred. Um, you have a hundred credits a month, and I've got. I've got the 250 credits a month. I meant if as an individual sending a connection request, there's a limit on that as well, but I'm not sure what that is. But that 250 beta thing is the number of people you can invite to follow your company page from your own network. Makes sense. Makes sense. Eileen Smith is in the house. Uh, hopped over and hopped over from YouTube to LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn are loving us right now. Uh, yeah. And Kate also says, I get more engagement on LinkedIn uh, than other than Facebook or Instagram. Love it. Um, which is which is great. Uh, awesome. And Laura has just followed you. So let's uh, so we, we're posting, we're engaging. Uh, yeah. uh, how do we get from so this might seem like a really like stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So we, we engage, but how do we get, then get from that point to the direct message, messaging people? And so we haven't connected with the person yet. Yeah. Um, how do we how do we make that leap and uh, have that conversation? So I have a bit of an analogy about LinkedIn about being like um, your favorite industry conference. Okay. So you and I are wandering around a conference, Ian, and we've just heard somebody speak on stage and 
you really enjoyed what they said about something and so did I. So we both had commented on it. Um, and then we meet each other and I, I like, I've just heard you talking to Kate in the queue for coffee about the speaker. And I say, oh, I really like that speaker too. And you say, oh, hello, um, we've never met. My name's Ian Anderson Gray. <laughs> and I say, oh, hello, I'm Louise Brogan. I'm a LinkedIn person. You say, I'm a live video person. And then we exchange business cards. That's us connecting with a private message. Um, and that's as simple as it is. So if you are, you're watching this right now on LinkedIn and there's other people leaving comments and you've just looked at them and went, oh, that's really interesting. Look at that, look what that guy does. Um, then you want to go and check out their profile and connect with them with a message. And you just simply say, hi, uh, Kate, I saw you uh, commenting under Ian's live stream today, really interested in British based products. And I'd love to add you to my network. And it is simple as that. It's, it's, you know, it's how would you, how would you behave if we were at an event and we just met? Uh, if we liked what each other said, we would exchange business cards or, I mean, that's really all you would do right now, isn't it? Or you'd go and say, well, I'll follow you on, online or whatever. Um, it's the same thing. You send someone a connection request because it looks really interesting what they're doing, um, as opposed to what a lot of people are like, um, are sending out multiple. I had a really funny one last week and I had to turn down her um, connection request because she called me Fiona. <laughs> you definitely, definitely copied and pasted this message to people. Hi, Fiona. I was like, hmm, that's not my name. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh, and I think, I think in a way, that's why I'm asking the question, because I get so many of these connection requests from people. And usually there's no private, there's no like note with it. So I have no idea who they are. No idea where they've come from or why they're connecting with you. Yeah. So like presumably... If you get a connection request from somebody you don't know and there's no message there, what, what do you do? I, so I actually go and check out their profile and I see, do we have connections in common? And if they look like somebody, so they're, they may be there. I can pretty much tell at this stage if I want to be connected to them or not. And if I decide that I am going to be connected to them. So instant news for me are people who are like podcast promoters or I, I can um, edit your podcast or I can edit your YouTube channel. I'm like, no, you know, you're just going to spam me and send me messages. Um, so I, those are an automatic no for me. But other people, I do go and look at their profile and think, oh, right. So they, that person knows Ian. Okay, well, I'm going to accept their connection request. And then I send them a message and say, hi, uh, hi, Kate. Um, thanks for connecting with me. Um, I, I'd love to hear more about your business conversational that's you know that's what i would do because again that takes us out of the main stream on linkedin and into the personal um conversations with people and quite often i would get messages from people saying um that oh sorry someone's at my window <laughs> <laughs> i would get messages from someone and they would say um I've totally lost my train of thought, Ian. That's really bad. I got really distracted there because someone was at my window. <laughs> it's funny. So, yes, you would say, oh, I heard you on a podcast and um, I'd like to know more about um, your LinkedIn services. And people are like, you get messages from people asking you about how to work with you. And I'm like, yeah, all the time, honestly. So it's wonderful. <laughs> That's what you want. That's what you want. Now, Kate, don't worry. Uh, Kate, Kate's all worried now. She, she's so Louise. I have been used as my example all the way through. 
Uh, Kate says, sorry, Louise, I have just sent you a connection request with no message. <laughs> but yes, I think... Is, it's absolutely fine. I honestly, Ian, I do I do so yeah. many talks to like, um, I do talks to like universities and stuff. Yeah. And people message me and go, oh no, I sent that connection request while watching you. Um, and then you said not to send without a message. And I'm like, that's absolutely fine because I could completely see how that just happened. Well, it, it, LinkedIn doesn't make, LinkedIn makes it so easy just to send a connection request without the message. It's, it's actually sometimes difficult to, yes, to, to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love this from Turin. He says, because he, he's right and, and you're right. I think people are trying to overcomplicate creating a relationship. As you say, do what you would do in real life because social media is, yeah. is real life. But it, it kind of feels, it, it sometimes it doesn't feel like real life. It feels weird. And people are doing a lot of kind of weird things. So um, I think that- what, In real life and online. <laughs> well, that's true. That That is very true. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I think that's great. And, and uh, I actually quite like um, John Espirin has, has got this thing where he's got this a magic word that he has in his LinkedIn profile. And he says uh, you get extra points if you use that word when you're connecting with me. And I like that. Yeah. I think having said that, I think I've only ever had two connection requests with people who've actually used my word. So maybe it's not a great idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that, so oh yeah, the other question I was going to ask you, like, so somebody um sends you a connection request and you follow you you connect with them but quite frankly they're a bit boring and you don't really like their content what do you just do you just unfollow them or what what do you do yeah. okay. yes i would just unfollow them um i don't i don't really remove connections unless honestly there's someone's been offensive um i just unfollow them because you just don't know if that person you know their sister-in-law might be looking for a LinkedIn trainer or, a, you know, their, their company has decided to go all in on live and they, and they're like, Oh, then you need to speak to Ian or Louise. Um, so you just, you never know where that lead could come from. But if on, if that person is boring, I'm so sorry, boring people that just unfollow them. Um, and then messaging it's interesting, isn't it, Ian? Like somebody, um, really, I, I, you're a wee bit like me and I think we're probably quite polite, Maybe it's like, you know, being from this part of the world and someone will say, oh, they seem really friendly and you want to be friendly back. And then all of a sudden they're like sending you videos and your private messages about their products. And you're like, ooh, I don't really, I'm not really interested in this. <laughs> you're like trying to back off slowly. Um, whereas other people would just go, oh, remove connection, not interested. And I'm like, oh, I'll just like leave that over there and not look at it. And hopefully they'll go away, um, which is not the most mature response. I do appreciate yeah, it's, I, but I, I think uh, thinking about a simple way of looking at it is don't do what you would not like done to yourself. So it's, you know, when, when it comes to the posts that you produce, makes, would you be interested in this? And I, I found this on Twitter because I changed my Twitter strategy. Yeah. I realized I was totally, I would not follow myself. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> unfollow myself. So I changed my strategy because like I thought, well, this is ridiculous. Why am I? Why am I posting like this? And I think it's the same one on LinkedIn. Would you like to be bombarded with lots of videos in your direct message feeds? Would you like to see lots of promotional posts all the time with no added value in your LinkedIn feed? No. no. So don't do it. You know, uh, create yeah. stuff that's valuable and interesting. And yeah. I, I think that that is the key. So do follow follow Louise because her uh, her uh, LinkedIn feed is just always 
very very interesting and fascinating and great so you definitely need to do that we're, we're almost out of time i i just wanted to ask you a quick question before we move into a question about linkedin live because this yes. show obviously we talk a lot about live video but yes. do we need linkedin premium do we i mean do you, when would you suggest that we do pay for linkedin okay so i yeah don't pay for linkedin premium if you are not already getting really good engagement already on your LinkedIn strategy and, and whatever you're doing on your LinkedIn marketing. Um, what I love about LinkedIn Premium is I do like seeing who has looked at my profile, not because of vanity, <laughs> but because say that like we had the event in Dublin two weeks ago and somebody said to me, oh, um, I have a person in my network who I think needs your support, Louise. Um, I'm going to introduce you to them. Well, if that person then shows up having looked at my profile, that is, I was about to say, I'm going to pounce on them. I'm totally not going to pounce on them. But that might be a time when I would then send that person a message and say, oh, hi, Mark. Um, such and such recommended that we have a chat about LinkedIn. Is there anything I can help you with? Because I already know that they want to do that work. Um, so I find that's useful. The other thing that's really useful is access to the entire suite of LinkedIn learning video content. There are so many high quality um, courses on there that you can check out, but most people don't actually need LinkedIn premium at all, I don't think, unless you're a, like a sales person um, for your company, in which case you should definitely try out Sales Navigator. Um, that's completely, that's a totally different tool um, to what we need, Ian, and I think most people don't really need LinkedIn premium um, if they are in the entrepreneur space. Makes sense. Andrew is asking, hi Louise, how do we get access to the speaker icon uh, with mm. your mini audio intro? Very nice. Excellent. So everyone has access to that, um, you have, but you can only add it on your mobile app. So you need LinkedIn on your mobile phone and you go into the top of the profile, it's called your intro card, introductory cards. So that's your your banner, your photograph, your headline, um, all that all that, that bit that whole big top square and in there um, on your mobile app when you go into edit that section which is the little pencil on the top right on just underneath the banner image on the right hand side if you click on that pencil um, you can add an audio recording it's supposed to be how to pronounce your name but it is a 10 second long um, recording um, and you can say whatever you want so you could um, tell people about your business if that's what you want to do that's good, as well as pronouncing your name uh, as well. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Uh, Eileen says, I don't like how LinkedIn shows people that I view their profile. They should let yeah, me do my research in peace. So Eileen, I have a video on my YouTube channel. Um, I think it's like the most second most popular video I have, and it's how to view people's profiles anonymously on LinkedIn. So it's just a setting in your privacy. You just go in and change it. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, so. Definitely check that out. Uh, Leona says the annoying thing is how easy it is to accidentally send a, mess a request with no message on your phone, and I would agree with that. So, I suppose try and do it on your desktop. It's probably a little bit easier that way. I don't know. You can send them a message mm. afterwards. Good point. I always overthink things. So thank you for that. Uh, Mel says, I love, oh, this is for, for about me. I, I loved it when you went all badass with your Twitter profile and unfollowed everyone. Yeah. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way. 
um susan this susan says so i think it's important to clarify this because it, it's sometimes confusing if you unfollow do you still remain connected and it's not a daft question i think it's important to it's not a daft question it's actually mm. um the most searched um term on my website at the minute so that's kind of fascinating do you follow or connect and um, so when you unfollow somebody you are still connected and they are still following your content unless they're also unfollowing you and um, but you don't see their content so it's kind of like if you imagine like a like a two-tier sandwich right oh here here's something right so this is our connection right and we are unfollowing you um but you are still following us so if you're if this is a really bad analogy so this is our, this is me and this is you Ian. And we are connected and we're following each other. If I unfollow you, um, you're still seeing my stuff, but I'm not seeing yours. Whereas uh, if you unfollow me, then the same is happening, but we're still connected. Um, I've never tried to use a prop to explain that before. I hope that worked. <laughs> I think it did. And for podcast listeners, that went, you wouldn't have understood any of that. But, oh, I'm so but, sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. No, no, you would because Louise explained it really well. Um, anyway so thank you no thank you for that it's really helpful i do want to ask uh just briefly about linkedin live and this is kind of interesting because next episode uh the it's all about not starting why you should not start with live video and i think we've talked about all these other things and i think you need to get all of these other things in place before you start to think about linkedin live but where does linkedin live fit into all of this should it fit mm. into all of this um so I think like your services are much in need Ian, because I think a lot of people are particularly on LinkedIn are wary of going live because people see it as a more professional platform and they're they're worried about how they're going to come across and they don't come across as the expert that they want to be seen as and maybe recording a video seems like an easier option and of course is for a lot of people to start out with um but LinkedIn live for me I like I said earlier about not like I'm just not organized enough to be like here's when I post and here's when I do these other things it's just I've never been that person my my um if I was organized I would have a live show on my LinkedIn live every Friday um and it's it is a really fast way for people to become really connected to you and for you to um for people to really feel like you, the build a new like and trust factor LinkedIn ha used to um, really limit who could get LinkedIn Live. Now, if you turn on LinkedIn Creator Mode um, and you have at least 150 people in your network and you have posted something on your LinkedIn profile in the last six months or so, you can get access to LinkedIn Live. Um, you do need a third-party app in order to go live on LinkedIn. Um, and when you create your LinkedIn Live, you ideally want to do it ahead of time. So you might say on Wednesday, I'm going to go live on LinkedIn this Friday. It creates an event in your LinkedIn profile that people then can be notified about and can um, turn up. They know about it in advance. They can actually, if they can click that they're attending, it, send, it says, do you want to add this to your calendar? So it puts it in your external calendar. So it's a really, really valuable tool. Um, and it would be, it's not that we want everybody to be going live all the time because that would be a bit much, I think, on the platform. But I think to try it out and see if your audience like it, I think it's a really good tool that can be used really well. LinkedIn do ask that you go live for more than 10 minutes. 
And um, whereas if you're uploading a video to LinkedIn, it, it can only be under 10 minutes. That's an interesting difference, I think. Mm. Um, and originally, whenever, before LinkedIn Creator came on the scene, people would go live for like three or four minutes. And I thought, well, you know, it's not, it's not enough to get engagement with people um, and get people asking questions, like all the brilliant comments and questions we've had today. So I think it's a great tool. I wouldn't be doing it. They don't want you to go live every day. That's another, they've got, they've got loads and loads of guidance about what they want people to do with LinkedIn Live. Um, that would actually be quite worth checking out. LinkedIn have got brilliant resources about how to use this platform um, themselves um, over on like their, their own websites. Definitely check that out. And mm. I, I think uh, just sort of do, do work at everything else first and then think about LinkedIn Live yeah, uh, afterwards. But so. it's it's not it's not overly complicated. Yes, you need to use a third party tool. If you're a Mac user, I'd recommend Ecamm Live, but there's StreamYard, there's Restream. There's a mm. lot of tools out there that now work with LinkedIn and it's actually remarkably easy. We are out yeah. of time. I can see other questions popping in, but maybe, uh, Louise, if, if you wouldn't mind kind of popping back and uh, just uh, replying, and, and I'll, I'll do the same as well. Uh, yes. But we are out of time, I'm afraid. Uh, thank you so much, Louise. It's been great to have you on the show again. Uh, uh, this has gone so quickly and we've there are still <laughs> more questions that we could uh, we could ask. But I do want to say well, you do have uh, a resource for us. Um, yes. Uh, so to, to tell us a little bit more about this, this is the, the LinkedIn checklist. And you can find this out at louisebrogan.com forward slash download. That's louisebrogan.com forward slash download. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's like a three, four page PDF. And it's basically um, ideas or tasks for how to approach LinkedIn on a daily and weekly basis. So it's to give you a little bit of a structure for how to use LinkedIn and um, hopefully people will find it find it useful yeah daily weekly tasks to help you build your business on LinkedIn and people are very welcome to download a copy of that awesome and of course you can uh, follow uh, Louise on LinkedIn and you will have uh, scattered yourself across the other socials as well are there any other uh, social networks uh, that you that people can follow you on um, well, it's kind of funny, like my Instagram is a real mixture of here's what's going on in my podcast and here's um, me out for a walk with my dog. <laughs> um, I do love Twitter, um, but I really, on, I probably only really talk mainly on um, here on LinkedIn and also building up my presence on YouTube, which I'm turning out to be a platform I'm loving. It is a great platform. And of course, you've got a podcast, uh, which is, all right, I think it's uh, LinkedIn with Louise. Is that right? LinkedIn with Louise. It's about 210 episodes wow. old. That's amazing. That is yeah. awesome. Well, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Louise. It's been great to have you on the show. But uh, that is it for this week. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. toodaloo.